The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Welcome back to the Hollow Sky Podcast. We are your hosts, Steven. And Kyle. How's it going, Kyle? It's going, buddy. Hell yeah, brother. That's all we can do. We are in the studio. I say studio like it's a real deal. It is. It's just a spare room in my house. Keep on keeping on. Trucking out all these episodes. Yeah, it's pretty like dope. That. Tonight, I'm going to talk about uh, conspiracy, I guess, kind of. Sort of. Dope. It was brought to my attention from our listener, Brian. He's like, yo, you should guys should do a episode on this. So I was like, fuck yeah, we'll do an episode on this. Regardless, it is the Indian Lake Project, and we will get into that in a few minutes. First, we got to get through the business. Check us out at all our social medias. Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Search up the Hollow Sky Podcast, and we are there. Come hang out with us. Share memes, weird shit you've seen, weird stuff you come across on the internet. Share personal encounters, just anything you want to talk to us about. We'll come and hang out with you. You can hang out with us, build a community. It is dope. Another shout out is goes to all our patrons. Thank you guys so much for taking the time. And other means to support uh, this program and our show. It's all done in-house, so that means me and Kyle are responsible for everything. Mostly Kyle. I'm just kind of here oh, to talk. No. It's fine. It is. If you if that's something you'd be interested in, go I, to... I do like to pay for my friends. Yeah. So. Perfect. Yeah. If that's something you'd be interested in, hop on over to Patreon slash Hollow Sky Podcast, and you can support the show there and get some extra goodies while you're at it. If you just like to donate to the show, we've got a Venmo set up at Hollow Sky Podcast. Donate to our monster fund so we can yeah. buy... Some of these bad bitches. So if you're just balling rich and just want to make a million dollar deposit, that's where you can go. I buy a lot of monsters. It, yeah. That'd be sick. That would be a lot of monsters. Hell yeah. Oh, where am I at? Oh yeah. If you do have a paranormal experience you'd like to share, 
Kyle's going to tell you how to do it. You can use your voice memo app on your smartphone and record yourself, or you can just use the camera portion of it. Yeah, make us a video. Get a camera and record it and then email it to us, or steal a camera. You can write your story out and send it to the email, and we can all make Steve read it. Because I know you guys love hearing my fucking voice all the damn time. Yeah. So the email is going to be hollowskypodcast at gmail.com. Um, for those of you that catch our podcast on Apple or iTunes, uh, you can hop over there and leave us a rating and review. Those are a tremendous way to support the podcast. The more five-star ratings we get, the more it makes us, uh, what's the word? Visible. Infamous. Not infamous at all. Visible to the rest. To anybody looking for our podcast. (laughs) It helps us kind of push through all the other podcasts when you search up weird ass shit. Yeah, we gotta be we gotta be. Actually don't Google weird ass shit. That's probably gonna lead you to a place you don't wanna be. Well, you might want to be there. You know what? Mm. Different strokes for different folks. Yeah, we're not here to judge. No, not at all. If you do decide to leave us a five-star rating and review, I will gladly shout you out. This, today's, this day's, two days, five-star rating and review comes to us from Darth Raven. I think he may have left this one before. It Probably. sounds familiar, but maybe not. I don't know. I haven't gone through him. If you did, dope. And if you did it again, double dope. It says, Rad Show, really good podcast. I have a couple experiences i like to share, but haven't got around to it yet from Illinois. Get around to it. Yeah, Darth. Thanks so much for taking the time to do that. And we want to hear your stories, so send them in, and for I sure. will read them. Anybody who's got stories, we want to hear them. Yeah. We, we want to talk about them. And I know I put something out on uh, Facebook. Hell, by the time this comes out, it'll be after Halloween. So, fuck it. Never mind. I was going to say if we get a bunch of experiences, we can have a listener experience episode for Halloween, but it's too late for that. So I hope everybody had a dope-ass Halloween. And I think kind of going off... It might not be Halloween by the time this comes out. I don't know, but going going off the rails a little bit. um, When it comes to user submissions, and I don't know if we've talked about this on air or not, but I'm going to go ahead and reiterate it. We are not going to put those on the Patreon episodes because those... Listener submissions are for the listeners. Like that's your guys's partaking in the show. Yeah, so we're not gonna lock that away from anybody. No, the the Patreon extra content will consist mostly of just me and Kyle talking. Yeah. Because that's what we do. Per norm. And we'll talk about little weird tidbits here and there. It's gonna we're gonna keep it different than the regular show, but still in the vein of the show. Yeah. That way we don't want any of our non-patreon listeners to feel like they're missing out on anything we don't want to essentially put anything behind a paywall yeah is basically what we're getting at so don't feel like you're gonna miss out on anything but on the flip side of that you are getting additional content if you do want to be a patron and stickers and dope shit so you're not gonna miss out on the show that you caught to be our fans anyways you know what i mean so patreon like steve said the patreon is going to be slightly different than what we normally do because, you know, we both felt like we don't want people to feel like they're missing the show because there's podcasts that I really enjoy that they started the paywall shit and then they start promoting it and it it's almost like all the good shit is getting locked away constantly behind the paywall and they're just giving you the dog shit. Damn. And you're kind of like, well, well, fuck, I don't even want to listen to you no more. <laughs> well... You know? So that's why we decided to do 
like Steve said, in the same vein, but slightly different. different. That way, for the people, that nobody feels like they're getting left out, I guess. I, you know, I, I don't know. <laughs> this, has been, thing, this has been eating away at Kyle. <laughs> yeah, the Patreon thing is just fucking weird for me. You know, I, I don't honestly believe that I put out content worth being paid for. <laughs> but oh, that's just God me. Oh, goddamn, like, talking us up. <laughs> like, that's just me. You know, I don't know. Like, I guess I'm just modest or whatever you want to call it, you know. But then I'll be like, yeah, donate a million bucks, dog. Hell yeah. That's probably because I know that nobody's going to donate a million bucks. It'd be cool if they did, though. <laughs> yeah, I'd quit my job. <laughs> <laughs> On to today's listener experience. <laughs> this comes Fucking to us from... <laughs> you did nail it. I know. This comes to us from Lydia. It states, I had a story I wanted to share with you. Zach works on or Zach works on the boat, so I'm alone for a whole month. The other night, both my dogs kept acting funny and hiding. I don't really think much I didn't really think much of it. I got both the boys to bed. I always make sure all the windows and the doors are locked. The doors are locked by a passcode. It's the only way to open it. I was up watching TV enjoying mom time at around midnight and I got this really creepy feeling like something was watching me. Then I hear Zach's voice outside the door, which is impossible because he was in Louisiana. I didn't open the door. I just went and checked on the boys. They were both fine. A few minutes later, I hear what sounds like a baby crying outside. I looked through the window and didn't see anything at all. Haven't had anything else happen much after that. Okay, that is (laughs) fucking creepy. That is super creepy. The first thing, like, the the first thing I think of with with the mimicking of not only your husband's voice... But also, the crying baby is a skinwalker because that kind of slash Wendigo. Yeah, Wendigo. Do skinwalkers mimic? I don't know those. Wendigos definitely do. Yeah, kind of go hand in hand, and they they try to use auditory baits, I guess, to kind of get you out of the house. And it's crazy that once your husband's voice didn't work, it goes to a baby crying because a you're a mother. And B, what is the the one, like, us as grown-ass humans, what's the one sound that makes us, like, snap to it and, yeah. like, get focused? And that's that's a crying baby. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you hear a baby crying in the woods, you're going to go see it and make well, sure it's yeah. okay. I mean, at this point, I'm <clears> not <throat> because I know better now. Yeah, because it's definitely a fucking Wendigo. <laughs> yeah, because if I'm out in the middle of the woods and there's a baby out there, there's something definitely fucking wrong. Yeah. It's it's creepy as fuck, dude. That sucks. I would have been terrified. Yeah, I. Uh, you did a good call by not going the fuck outside. Yeah, I mean, and to boot, like if if I was in her position and I heard Sean outside, but she was supposed to be away on a trip or something, I'd be like, oh, this 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 crazy lady decided to surprise me. What? How sweet! And then I probably would have opened the fucking got door fucking and got eight murdered. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't think my mind would have instantly been like, yeah, I should probably not open the door because if this is, I mean, it sounds exactly like my wife, but I'm, I'm pretty sure this is not my wife. Oh no, dog. I'm a little, I'm a little more suspicious. Like I probably wouldn't have been. If Sarah was like, Hey, I'm going to be in fucking Missouri for the next two nights. I'll see you whenever I get home. And then like three hours later, she's like, yo, I'm outside. That part 
and I don't know why I'm not just coming in. Yeah, see, that part would have <laughs> probably got a red flag out of me, but at the same time... <laughs> You're sleeping outside. Sorry, but at the dog. same time, like, I, I wouldn't have been surprised. I'd have been like, she probably locked her fucking keys in her car, and she doesn't have a way to get in. <laughs> I can see that happening. Yeah. So, I mean, I, and long story short, i probably end up being eight, so... Well, R.I.P. Kyle. <laughs> Any Wendigos listening, all you got to do is use Kyle O'Lady's voice. Yeah. And you free meal. You're pretty much good. But it is It is weird that once one didn't work, it just switches. It just kept trying. It's like, fuck it. I'm and and even work. fucking weirder is that they say that they start to mimic sounds by listening. Yeah. The fact that it, if it is oh, a Wendigo, I'd see where you're going. it listened enough to know Zach's voice. Yeah. And then it listened enough to know the baby crying. Uh, fuck that. I don't know. Shit's weird, dog. Nope. No, no, no. Definitely a weird story. So, good luck. Stay safe out there. Don't open the door for any fucking weirdos or Wendigos or Wendigos, which are one and the same. Pretty much. Start but thank w. you, Lydia, for your submission. And thanks to everybody that submits stories. We, yeah, appreciate it's, it. It's probably my favorite part of the show. I love getting to dive into experiences that you guys have, and it's it's relatable to all of us. I love being able sure. to give a platform for everyone to talk about shit and not have to worry about being judged or thinking people thinking that you're fucking out of your mind or whatever. On the note, I'm going to do something a little different. Today, before I get into the whole meat of the podcast, um, I know we got a couple of gals on the Facebook page that are totally into the fae and fairies and shit. So I saw this uh, article. I guess you could call that. It's not very long, but I wanted to share it. So Emily and Noretta, I know you guys are all into the fairy stuff. So I found this ha- human hand-sized insect fairy encountered in Effingham, Illinois. This is from 2010. It's pretty big. That'd yeah, be fairy I mean, sized, right? Yeah, I feel like that's probably about Tinkerbell size. <laughs> this is the It's encounter. probably too big to just flick it away. Yeah. And Effingham's not that far away. It's, it's kind of close. Yeah, it's not horrible. <laughs> I mean, either way, it's in Illinois, so it's close. Here is the encounter that was submitted to the National Cryptid Society. My parents and I were leaving a camping trip on land we own late at night. We drove through a family farm on the way home. I was in the back of the truck watching the mob of insects flying every which way. Suddenly, a bug as tall as a human hand flew into my view and made a beeline for the truck. It then reversed directions as soon as the headlight shined on it. All I could see was four dragonfly-like wings and two appendages that resembled human legs below its body. After after it left, we all asked each other, was it a fairy? I've, I've never seen anything like that before or after. Hell yes, it was a fairy. So fairy sighting. Sorry. Fucking nailed it. For that. But I just thought you guys would think that was interesting because I know after the whole bread fairy ring thing, it's kind of, I'm kind of a joke. Well, I mean, it still doesn't take away that the fairy are probably real. I hope they're real. And they live in Effingham, apparently. Well, I mean, it would lead credence to the things going (laughs) missing around your house, too. So That's true. But whenever I see little tidbits like that, I always save them to my phone and hopefully remember to share them. But I just remember that one today. So hope you guys like that little tidbit. Now on to the main course, the Indian Lake Project. So one of our listeners, Brian, 
got on Facebook and messaged me and he's like, you guys need to fucking look into this. So I was like, all right, we can do that. So I get to diving down this whole rabbit hole of stuff and I got a whole bunch here. So I hope you like listening to my voice for the next little bit. Three hours. Yeah. I want to shout out the YouTube channel, Nick Crowley. He did a lot of, or he posted a very in-depth video about the Indian Lake Project, which is what I kind of used and took information from there to base on what I put together. I also got some information from Indian Lake Project at blogspot, <laughs> indianlakeproject.blogspot.com, which is the original source <clears throat> material for this whole thing. Whatever it is, whatever you think it is, who the fuck knows? It's probably real. I don't know, dog. It's weird. Dude, I believe everything. <clears throat> awesome. <laughs> All right, so we'll dive right into it. The Indian Lake Project. In October 2005, a blog went up titled The Indian Lake Project. The writer, John, proceeds to tell us about an incident his uncle had years prior. This is the incident. And I'm taking what I did here basically is kind of go off of his page and take excerpts from what he has posted and kind of, I'm just kind of trying to like convey it to you guys through the podcast. If you want to go over there and check it out, check it out. It's got a ton of pictures and all kinds of weird shit on it. So this is the incident and quote on July 9th, 1997, my uncle was hiking in a wooded area around Indian Lake, New York. He tripped on what he thought was a tree root sticking slightly above the ground. When he looked back and noticed the corner of a box sticking out of the ground, the fact that he was far from any marked path or road and was in an area that few, if any, usually hike sparked his curiosity. The box was sticking up, by only about two or three inches, and from the look of the ground around the box, he figured it had been there quite a while. With only sticks to dig with, it took him a while to pry it from the ground. There were three shapes on top of the box, an upside-down triangle and two circles. They were only apparent after he later had cleaned it up. The box had no lock on it and was easily opened. Inside the box, my uncle found 21 water-damaged photos, three 8mm home reels, and various documents. Most of the photos are of children which led my uncle to fear the worst, that he had stumbled upon evidence of a crime involving children. He mentioned that his blood ran cold when he began reading the documents and also f- that he also found inside the box. It turns out that he didn't stumble upon the crimes of some rogue child molester, but it seemed that these children were part of some United States government experimentation. The experiments were known as the Indian Lake Project. So after his uncle's death in 2002, the box was passed on to John, the writer of the blog. John felt it his obligation to his uncle and to the kids in these photos to try to uncover the truth of its contents. He said his uncle was very afraid of the contents in the box and said multiple times that he wished he had never ever found it. So John started a blog to keep a sort of record of his findings on the box. He posted two photos of the box and the pictures within. One of the first photos is of a makeshift military base of sorts. John will refer to this as the Indian Lake military base. According to some of the documents found within the box, this base is supposed to be on top, or is supposed to be a top secret military base that ran temporarily from 1952 to 1955. This base was well hidden deep within the forests of Indian Lake. So basically, it's like the perfect spot to hide a military base because the forest. If you Google map Indian Lake, it's right in the middle of the Adirondack Mountains, mm-hmm. and it's pretty much away from fucking everything. So like so, you said, good location. Yeah, if I was if I was a top secret military base, I would want to be there. And the name 
Indian Lake Project. I mean, it just sounds legit. Yeah, it sounds like it sounds like legit. government cover up. Yeah, but what makes this base different from all the hundreds of other military bases? Why would they want to keep it top secret? That's the question that I first started looking into. Well, if they're doing experiments and stuff, I mean, it's not far-fetched that they would want to keep that a secret. That's true. Especially on children. Based on information found in the documents, it leads one to believe that some pretty nefarious experiments were going on at the base. Experiments on humans, and even worse, experiments done primarily on children. In the beginning, John couldn't exactly tell what the experiments were or what exactly they were testing, but he had a gut feeling that it was not good. John went on to share three photos, each showing three individual children. Each child had a name, a number, and an odd symbol included on the photo. These photos were posted with the caption Roger, Sam, and Sally, which were the quoted names along with numbers, printed on the faces of the photos. These are probably not the children's real names, most likely assigned names. As I looked at the names and number, this is back to... uh, John's quote. He says, as I look to the, or I look at the name and numbers, the first time my uncle showed them to me, I didn't fully grasp what they meant. Roger was probably one child out of 130 or 837 based on the number on his photo. So he would be one of a hundred one of 837 kept at the camp. His words kept struck me both as eerie and accurate. He also posted a couple photos showing military personnel standing with different children. The consequences of the contents of the box were beginning to set in to John. If his assumptions were correct, it could mean that somewhere in the ballpark of a thousand children were being kept in the area for the experiments, which led John to start questioning the morality of the experiments. He had all these questions. Do the children even know what's being done to him? Can a child consent to these testings if they don't know what the fuck's going on? No. Not at all. And most likely, the children were probably orphans. Hold that thought. Yeah. Hold that thought. So after this, John posted another photo. It shows two men and one of their faces have been scratched out. John's caption for this photo reads as follows, and I quote, I think this photo is very telling and was included in the box for a reason. It shows two men, one civilian, one military. The civilian man, perhaps one of the scientists or project directors, is recognizable. The second man has purposely had his face obscured. It looks as if the photo is telling us that the civilian is important to the Indian Lake Project while trying to protect the identity of the officer he is shown with. Could that officer be the man whose box it was? Was he trying to shed light on the subject without exposing himself? Maybe the civilian is a key figure in the tragic Indian Lake Project experiments. Look closely in between the two men and you can see one of the Indian Lake Project's children. So you can, if you go to his blog, you can see the photo And it's actually creepy and almost heartbreaking because you can see one of the little kids poking his head out between two buildings as those two men stood there. Like, it's it's weird. That sucks, man. Anything to do with kids sucks. Yeah. But another thought I had in regards to that photo, maybe maybe the the civilian type was insignificant and the military guy was the one that was important and that's why his face is cut out yeah could be um up to this point john had not mentioned much about the film rolls or what were found on them but he starts to talk about them. he decided to develop some still shots from the reels of film he could develop the entire role he did he didn't develop the entire rolls because he was worried that the process would destroy the film considering that they were in pretty bad shape from years of water getting into the box 
he didn't want to lose key pieces of evidence just trying to present shit for his blog. Um, he was able to pull some still shots from the reels, though. And this would begin to shed light and paint a pretty dark picture as to what was actually going on in Indian Lake. Shown in the stills of the first film is a group of four children. They appear to be locked in cage-like structures, and they seem to be receiving a meal. So we can assume that they are being held there against their will, will and they're probably being mistreated. If you have children locked in cages, probably not a good thing. Then it, it's even disheartening about how less human these people are, because not only are they doing this to kids and locking them in fucking cages, but they also get amusement out of fucking filming or re- or taking pictures of the kids in kid or in the cages getting a fucking meal. Yeah, if you look at it, they almost they almost look blind, for lack of a better term. Because they're just kind of staring off into space. I don't know. It's kind of sad. It's hard telling what they could have done to them. Yeah. Okay, so at this point, we don't know why there's kids there, why they're being tested, or what the fuck's going on. <clears throat> so then John goes on to show a series of pictures of, for the subject of the little boy named Roger. He states, There are photos of Roger. All these photos share the number 837 and show Roger at different ages. It is apparent that the children of the Indian Lake Project were in the possession of the military for a number of years. Roger had the most pictures in the box and was perhaps the... er, and was perhaps the responsibility of the owner of the box. Or maybe he was an important child for their, or for some other reason. I don't know. I also don't know why Roger is sitting at a table for a meal. Yet I have a movie that in part shows, shows children being fed through cages. What I do know is that these few pictures are all that's left of Roger, which is more than most of the ILP children, or the Indian Lake Project children have. So Roger was almost like an above-grade than everyone else because yeah. they, he was getting fed meals at the table while everyone else was getting fed in cages and shit. Well, that suggests that either, either Roger was more compliant than the rest or he excelled. Yeah. It almost makes you think of on. Stranger Things. Yeah. That's sure. what it makes me think of. Yeah. <clears throat> the second film was analyzed and three more frames are posted. These frames show a child with headphones on and John states... Above are three frames from the second of the three movie reels. It shows children listening to what I believe to be high-frequency sounds. Perhaps these sounds were used to stimulate program responses or used in conditioning. These clips only show the controller's hands and never their face. The children all have slightly apprehensive looks on their face, yet they never look upset. I feel this work was done on the children's own level, perhaps as a, perhaps as a part of a game... Once the child's trust was built, the cornerstone of the conditioning process was in place. On a final note, I have never viewed these movies properly. I'm afraid that doing so could damage them. They're not in very good shape on the whole. Therefore, I don't know if there is sound, which is a shame because that can answer some questions. So, I don't know where he pulled high-frequency sounds just from pictures of them having headphones on. Yeah. They could have been making a podcast. We got headphones on. We have no idea. But it is noted that you're never you never actually see whoever's in control of it, their face. You right. do see their hands. There is there so there is an adult present, but you don't know what they look like. Yeah. <clears throat> so as you can see, this is a pretty deep rabbit hole John is throwing himself down. So he, like cause he he's jumping to conclusions that you don't have any proof for. 
So either he's kind of going full conspiracy theory on us, or he knows more about these videos than he's leading on. Right. So from there, it kind of goes both ways, because John makes a post, quote, Project Artichoke was a CIA project that researched interrogation methods and arose from Project Bluebird in 1951. The project studied hypnosis along with other methods to produce amnesia in subjects. Project Artichoke was an offensive program of mind control that gathered together intelligence divisions of the Army, Navy, Air Force, and FBI. I believe that the Indian Lake Project was part of Project Artichoke. The scope of the project was outlined in a memo dated January 1952 that stated, Can we get control of an individual to the point where he will do our bidding against his will, even against fundamental laws of nature, such as self-preservation? Project Artichoke, Artichoke was renamed Project MK Ultra. I so was just getting ready to say that straight out of MK. So Ultra. if any of that sounded familiar, revert back to our MK Ultra episode yeah. in 1953. He posts links for information, and was it was first brought to public attention by the U.S. Congress in the form of the Church Committee and Presidential Commission, known as the Rockefeller Commission. Central Intelligence Agency documents suggest that the agency considered and explored uses of radiation for the purpose of mind control as part of MKUltra. Other early reports focused on LSD, which appears to have formed the majority of the research as time went on. Experiments included dosing CIA employees, military personnel, other government agents, prostitutes, mental patients, and a number of general public with LSD to study their reactions, usually without the subject's knowledge. When Project Artichoke became MKUltra, the Indian Lake Project's role was reduced and then eliminated. <clears throat> there are many declassified documents in the congressional hearings. He posted another link you can check out. None, however, mentioned very young children, which are 12 or younger, under being used in the MKUltra experiments. I think by then, the Indian Lake Project was buried, both literally and figuratively. So he's basically just linking uh, Indian Lake Project directly to Bluebird, Artichoke, and MKUltra. Right. <clears throat> so we know MK Ultra was real. They came out and told us. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's a hundred percent real. Yeah. And before then it was just speculation. Because nobody had any proof. Well, and if you recall during MK Ultra, a lot of the files on MK Ultra were destroyed. So who's to say that this Indian Lake wasn't an offshoot of MK Ultra? You yeah. know what I mean? Just like a side thing. Definitely. <clears throat> and then the easiest if yeah, as my statement statement held about the orphans, if they were using orphans, you know, they just kind of nobody well, misses them. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's shitty, but it's true. Yeah. So where am I at here? We know MK Ultra is real. We know what happened, and we know it was super fucking top secret. But perhaps this took it a step further, where even the government didn't want disclosure on these mind control experiments on children confirmed. So when they released all that information, they're like, you know what? We better fucking pump the brakes. You know, everybody's yeah, be bad. everybody's bad already everybody. pissed off that we're we were secretly using them on civilians and CIA agents and everybody, period. But for them to find out we were using them on children, that would be a disaster. Also included in the box were seemingly random photos of officers at the base. John doesn't seem entirely sure why these are included, but does state that one would not be able to just walk around a top military base snapping pictures of officers and victims of a top secret experiment unless you had high clearance, right? Yeah. Because if it's some journalist or some, you know, low-level military guy, you're going to get questioned. You're probably going to get 
your camera taken away at least. So if this is a big top secret fucking base that people got pictures of, why didn't they burn the pictures? Is my question. Uh, Did they save them? Were they going to come back for them? I don't know. You know, in the box? Yeah, it would make sense. Or did they want them to be found? Was somebody's conscience so bad? It's possible. Or did someone infiltrate the base? And just kind of like was working on getting it. something out. Yeah. So those I just had that in my notes here. Just little questions I was jotting down as I was doing my research. From here, John took it upon himself to go out to Indian Lake and investigate for himself. While he was that there out there, he did find remnants of a structure deep within the forest. While it couldn't be confirmed that they're actually part of the Indian Lake project, I have to ask myself why were these structures seemingly set up in the middle of nowhere yeah it would kind of the like my take on that would be how many structures did he find and like how was it set up you know yeah. what i mean if he just found what could be somebody's makeshift fucking cabin yeah or something like that's a different story but if he found more than one <clears throat> and they were set up in like a almost like a town style then i'd be like all right this is strange yeah and the pictures on there are sporadic like yeah. there's a big concrete structure he found and if you get, it, it just kind of all bleeds together. But from here, this is where things kind of take a turn to the conspiracy side. John makes a post quote, since my last post, a lot of things have happened to me, which make me believe that posting any more items from the box would not be in my best interest. I've had numerous calls only to hear silence on the other end. As many as 20 times a day, my house was broken into and searched but nothing was taken. The box and its contents had been securely hidden outside of my home. I did this shortly after the phone calls began. It's obvious to me that I've hit a nerve when I mention the documents that I have and that I was considering perhaps posting them at some point. I am no longer going to post anything. I am done. I hope anyone who stumbles onto this site will read it from the beginning and continue to stay interested in the story. For those... For those of you who have followed this blog, I'm sorry, but my family and their peace of mind comes first. As disturbing as these photos and documents are, the last few few days for me and my family have been even more so, which is why I'm saying goodbye. So it got so so shitty that he just shut shit down. And I'm feeling like he's probably sharing with us the the least detailed he can. He's not going to say why, but it was enough to scare him enough to not want to do it anymore. See, from that statement there, I'm with the previous statement that old boy knows more than he's letting on because with that statement alone there, unless he had some type of pre-warning, he knew or expected this to happen because he states... He hid the box. He hid the box outside of his home. But he did say he did that after the phone calls began. So he started. So he may have had a reason. Yeah. He or expected it almost sounds to happen. Yeah, it almost sounds like he's kind of down that conspiracy path anyway. Yeah, yeah. So it's almost in my mind, I almost feel like he's looking for shit to be strange. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and as you'll see, it, it continuously spirals out of control later on. But. Anyway, radio silence ensues, which I mean, I got it written right here. You can't blame him when no. your family's when your family's involved and the people are threatening you breaking into your home. 
you know, that's your fortress. That's your your safe place. Yeah. You got people ransacking through there. Not only do you feel violated, but you at this point, how do you protect yourself? You know, you, if they can can't. get into your house. And you should have known better <laughs> in exposing this. Yeah. So eight months pass. Now John's back. On June 27, 2006, he posts... After careful consideration and much encouragement from your countless emails, I've decided to begin to post once again. My apprehension is only countered by my determination to find answers and bring awareness to those children who became victims of the Indian Lake Project during the years of 1952 to 1955. Much has happened since I stopped posting. I will share with you what I feel I can at this time. This is a horrifying true life mystery that will not go away. Please check back soon i'm divorced now i can focus on the project uh john's posts in the blog begin to get more sporadic and weird as he gets more and more paranoid as we go i was gonna say so now boy went off the deep end like now yeah he's lost his family probably because of all this shit we can assume yeah so he's divorced or at the very least i mean if it's not from all the threat the outside threats and scares it's from his obsession because yeah. now he's a man on a mission yeah. He's starting to state that people have began to reach out with him from with information from the camp. He came into contact with a woman who stated that her father was actually stationed in the Indian Lake military base, which John confirmed by a camp personnel manifest that was included in the box. There was no way for the woman to have any or have any knowledge of the name beyond her father actually working there. That's strange. So this correlates a possible uh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily mean that military base was there, but having a personnel list from a military base, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the fact that they both kind of are like, yeah, you know, it did exist. My dad right. worked here and he's like, yeah, well, my uncle found all this shit. So uh, John kept in regular contact with the woman, but became increasingly paranoid. John's po John posts another picture of a young girl in a hospital bed and states, this is not part of the metal box content I have in my possession. However, I wanted to share with you a picture I found on the web. I do not know the origin of the picture, but the date indicated is 1961. The type paper on the center of the photo reads, Unidentified white female between the age of 8 and 10 years old. Subject underwent six months of treatment using heavy doses of LSD, electroshock, and sensory deprivation. Experiments under codename MKUltra about early 60s. Subject's memory was completely erased and her brain is that of a newborn baby. This is one of the few connections between MKUltra and children that I have found other than what I have. The MKUltra experiments are usually associated with adults, but there seems to be other confirmations to what my uncle discovered in the box near Indian Lake. So, he's trying to make connections between children subjects, MKUltra, and Indian Lake Project. Well, for me right now, as far as I'm vested in this story... It seems like a viable connection. I yeah. mean, it really does seem like this could easily be an offshoot or if not just an offshoot, like literally MK Ultra after MK Ultra or whatever. Yeah, I mean it would be before MK Ultra. Okay, so before MK Ultra it was like just a, called something different. Like a precursor. Yeah, because it it happens all the time. I mean, with MK Ultra, they could have shut MK Ultra down and then called it Bluebird. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. just because they shut MK Ultra down doesn't mean it's still not going under a different name. 
Yeah, and I mean, the fact that it happened before, they could have been doing these experiments on the children and got such absolutely disastrous results. They're like, we need to fucking stop. Right, yeah. And now let's use prostitutes. And let's use homeless right, yeah, people. for sure. Let's, you know, people that, people that, as terrible as it is to say, aren't going to raise as much emotional response as a bunch of children. Or if you, if you look at it that way, I mean, if, say... Say the the orphan house over on Eighth Street ends up going mix or empty, then the one on Tenth Street goes missing. And you, you Dude, see what I'm saying, like how it. I love that you say this because because, well, that would that would give so much credence to switching genres of people. Because if you even prostitutes, I know that on the average that if if one goes missing, two goes missing, people don't really notice. But if you started having groves of prostitutes going missing, groves of of children going mission, people are gonna they're gonna be like, "Hey, something's up. Something weird is fucking going on here." Yeah, I love that you made that correlation because uh, Nick Crowley does some digging and finds some fucking <laughs> weird shit. Awesome. So where am I at here? In theory, this photo could show that they actually did do experiments on children during the MK Ultra sessions, and if true, it shows how horrid these experiments were and how much damage they did to the victims. It doesn't exactly prove that the Indian Lake Project happened, but it doesn't really hurt his case either. So it kind of adds a little credibility to what he's trying to put right. forth. So John goes back and reverts to the films that were found. He shows a small snippet of a video of a man in a suit in a room that's lined with cots, showing that the facility had the means to house quite a few subjects. It's nothing really of any, any substantial material, but it does show a military base with cots in it and a man in a suit standing there. He also notes that he has photos of actual beds as opposed to cots being on site, therefore kind of inferring that the facility could have had multiple accommodations units. So it, again, could house quite a bit of children. This would be the last time John mentions the film, which kind of sucks because I feel like they could be super helpful in either proving or disproving his case on these experiments. Oh, for sure. I mean, I understand why he didn't. He didn't want to damage them, but it would also be cool if he did. I still probably would have rolled the dice. Yeah. Since John moved to the area, his investigations on site increased. He went on to post a video to his blog that showed the remnants of a structure that he found in a general area of Indian Lake. It was old and run down and abandoned, but it did add to the fact that people were in the area years before. Uh, and that it could have accommodated actual people. In the video, it's hard to tell what's exactly in the structure. It almost looks like an old dilapidated storage shed. It's got a bunch of old rundown equipment in it and shit, but you can't tell whether the equipment is medical or military because it's like it, it looks like it's just been wasting away for right. 50 years. In another outing, John is out with a metal detector. And this is where the case takes another crazy twist. <laughs> Supposedly, his, or his detector sounds and John uncovers what is essentially a giant metal door. He thinks it may be some sort of storm or bomb shelter. Reluctantly, he checks and the door is unlocked. So, of course, John goes to explore it. The door leads to what John believes is an underground complex. He thinks this is probably where they kept the children used in the experiments. At the time he posted this revelation, he had already explored the complex four times. He'd made a crude map of the actual underground complex with the rooms within, within based on the fact that he's worried that if the word gets out that he's found it, someone will come and seal the complex permanently. 
He states that the door he found is not what he believes to be the main entrance to the complex, but it was the first and only other entrance that he has found thus far. He states he's going to post the map and pictures of the interior on a future post, which he goes on to do. Uh, he goes on to apologize for not posting this update sooner and state that there have been very, many interesting developments since he's found the interest, entrance. And he wanted to state that going down those stairs in the dark was the most frightening experience of his life. I could imagine because I was thinking when you said that, I'd have been like, fuck this. Dude, that's, that's why I, I am not going I almost typed that out. I'm like, hell no, am I no. going down this motherfucker? Not by myself. There's no way I'd go down there by myself. And then explore and map the complete compound? No fucking yeah. way. So things get <clears throat> even worse from here on out. Yeah, that's not surprising. He just goes completely off the deep end. It says, okay, where am I at? Where's my notes? From here, things seem to go downhill quickly. It almost seems like John's mental state seems to de de deteriorate rapidly from here on out. Uh, the whole state of the Indian Lake project has weighed so heavily on him that his paranoia is beginning to take over. And I mean, you kind of have good reason if someone ransacks yeah. my house and is crank calling yeah. me and threatening me and shit and my family life has deteriorated. This is like all he has left. You know what I mean? And he's obsessed at this point. Yeah. He started making claims of being followed. He stated that armed hunters had followed him in on one of his investigations, even though it wasn't hunting season. He posted a photo of a white van, stating that this van had begun following him around, even in his everyday travels, not just to and from the area. He posted a picture of a black helicopter, claims it was following him as well, which all goes hand in hand. I put, it goes par the course with government conspiracies. Yeah, I was going to say, like, as far as what he's claiming so far, none of it sounds absurd. Like, it all sounds logical if, you, if you're looking into something that you're not supposed to be looking into and you're actually finding things yeah and somebody notices you better believe they're gonna start looking into you here's where he muddies the water horribly okay john made a post of an abandoned truck he found and photographed out in indian lake which i mean isn't necessarily proof of anything you can walk through the woods in here around here and find abandoned cars oh, yeah. and shit Internet sleuths started questioning the validity of John's finding and discovered that the photo of the truck that he posted that he took was actually a stock photo taken offline. So John didn't take the photo and the photo wasn't anywhere near Indian Lake. That's weird. So now it starts to bring into question and the validity of everything John has fucking posted. Yeah, because that that is a that is a red flag right there. Yeah. That is a big red flag. He goes on to continue making odd posts. For one example, like this just goes to show the level of paranoia he has. He posts a picture of a dead bird, a dead robin found on the sidewalk in front of his house. And the caption reads, I woke up this morning and opened my front door to get the Sunday newspaper... And this was setting next to it. This is either one of two things. Either a bird happened to die right outside my front door or someone put it there as a form of intimidation. I don't think it takes a genius to figure out which one the two is. The first one. Yeah, right? He's just like, trying to, he's yeah, he's trying to connect. Yeah. But even better, yeah. internet sleuths take that. The dead bird is a stock photo taken offline. Okay, that's really fucking It's weird. not even a fucking real bird photo. So maybe, maybe he's not muddying the waters. Maybe, maybe he's legitimately losing his mind at this point, or, or he's muddying the waters for a reason. 
or somebody is muddying the water for him to take the validity away from his previous statements. That's a good, I that's even a have good that point hit. too. Either John's psychosis is getting so bad that he's creating proof of his government stalking or the whole thing is fake. And he just said, fuck it. I'm just not even going to put any attempt into this anymore. Or somebody is coming in and trying to take away his credibility. So is there any, any, uh, like proof that John exists at this time when all these, this muddy water shit's going on? We don't know. Because what if he went out there investigating one day and never came back? I will carry on. <laughs> so for the next five years, John's posts become more and more and more unhinged. They're more sporadic. He's posting all this shit about government conspiracies and pesticides and all this weird fucking shit. But then as of the beginning of 2013, his posts just stop dead in the water. He posts, thank you for your interest, concerns, and kind words of support over the past several years. I will begin posting updates to the new Indian Lake Project Twitter account soon. Please follow at Indian LK Project to stay connected to the latest information. So, of course, I get on Twitter and I search up to follow up with it. Unfortunately, there's only one post, and it was posted the day after he posted on the blog. I will be sharing new information to the Indian Lake Project very soon. That was the only thing posted. Hmm. And essentially... That's where the story ends. As with a lot of our mysteries, we usually don't have answers. No. So we don't know if this is legit, if this was some internet hoax, some ARG he put together. We just don't fucking know. We don't know what happened to John. We don't know if John ever existed in the first place. So we can't really lean one way or the other. Some tidbits of information. People have went out in the area to search and they have not found these structures that John supposedly found so like they had a picture of a big concrete structure couldn't find it the underground base couldn't find it although he did post a bunch of photos from the underground base and which leads me to think that if these internet sleuths are hunting down the photos of the truck and the bird they probably also ran the same shit from inside the base which didn't pop up as a stock photo right. or a photo that had been posted online which means that content had to come from a singular source right and like i have i got these questions written down and shit why didn't they just destroy everything you're the government like everything like yeah like collapse everything. the fucking base and just get rid of fucking everything <laughs> but is there I don't know where this pertained to out in the woods. I mean, it was it crazy deep out in the woods? Yeah, you can <clears> if you <throat> Google map it. It's it's pretty much dead smack in the center of the Adirondack Mountains. Maybe they thought nobody was ever going to find it. That would be my guess because it's I so mean, far away from the trail. Especially being shit. the time, what year was it again when it first? Ninety seven when or it, it was first put together in nineteen fifty one. Yeah, I mean, I I wouldn't the, be surprised at all if the government was just, just like abandoning it. it. Yeah, maybe maybe they never thought, maybe they thought they did a good cleanup job because the well, only, yeah, and they the may only never reason... even have anticipated the box coming to light because if exactly. it wasn't for that box, nobody then, would question it. Then it would just be well, here's a a mil military base. If people even assumed that it was a military base, yeah, like look at look at. Pier Marquette, it's yeah. got military bases on it. Yeah, no one thinks twice of it. They're nope. like, oh, okay, they're just there. So that's kind of like I ask questions and then I answer questions. But Nick Crowley 
the YouTuber, uh, go over, support his channel. He posts, posts a ton of great, uh, mysterious content. He started digging into the area. What does Nick Crowley find? There was an orphanage hmm. in this same location at the same time this was all going on. Yeah, because that's not fucking a coincidence. Weird, right? That's super so. Weird. What better way for a like that could that could seal the deal as to why they put the fucking military base there? Absolutely. You have an unlimited supply of unwanted children. Absolutely, especially for the time being. Shit. How fucking crazy is that? Back then, the word wouldn't even travel fast enough about kids just disappearing. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, I hate the trope that, you know, orphans are just throwaway children. But essentially, especially back then. Oh, yeah. They kind of were, yeah, for lack of a better term. terrible. So I started doing, after I saw that, I was like, holy shit, you know, that's crazy. So then... After John just went AWOL, nothing from him, I start looking around the area and I see these little blurbs of Indian Lake Triangle, Indian Lake Triangle, Indian Lake Triangle. I'm like, all right, that's fucking weird. So I find this article that I will share with you guys. I'll read it verbatim. It's about three pages long, so bear with me. Okay. It's from... uh, It was originally posted by Mike Lynch from Enterprise Outdoors. He's a writer, posted originally in 2008. Three men still missing in Indian Lake is still a mystery. Indian Lake. Forest rangers involved with the search for three missing men in Hamilton County say that delayed starts and lack of known itineraries for the sportsmen hindered search efforts. Stillwater resident George LaForest never returned from a fishing trip on the Cedar River in April 2006. New Hartford resident Jack Colony never came back from his campsite at the Moose River Plains Wild Forest in June 2006. And Camarillo, California resident Fred Gillingham went missing in the Rock River Trail area in the Blue Mountain Wild Forest in October. Extensive searches for the men turned up no definitive clues, and the bodies of the men have never been recovered. In each case, the men reported missing at least three days after they are believed to have gotten lost. If there's a delay... It's really hard to make that time up. The longer it goes on, the bigger your search area becomes, Forest Ranger Greg George said. It just makes everything more complicated. And no definitive clues were found. The searches were scaled back because, or to limited continuous. This means that posters with photos of the missings were put up at the trailheads, and occasionally searches are done, but large-scale efforts are over. So these three men went missing at the same time that... John essentially was putting out this information and they have never been seen or heard from again, which kind of falls hand in hand with John going missing. Yeah. So many years later. Were the three men together when they went missing? I assume. No. All separate incidents. So that who's to say that they didn't stumble onto this place one at a time and they all just. Exactly. That's the first thing I thought. They're all out in the woods, stumble onto it. The military's already getting pissy because John's stirring up shit. Yeah. They think these dudes are out here looking for shit. What better way? Just make you diss a fucking peer. Yeah. It's kind of a MO for the government. Right? Just to ghost you. I have a whole I had a whole bunch more stuff there I was gonna read, but I decided not to. But they have as of this post, they had not found any of the three bodies yet. And you probably won't. No. 
They're probably locked in that fucking bunker and it's been uh, fucking fuck. collapsed. I wouldn't doubt it. I mean, anything's possible out there. And I don't know, like, you, like, I'm not saying it didn't happen. I mean, I'm there. Like, I'm saying it is highly possible that this all took place because the muddy in the waters, like you brought up, that, that reminds me of M Cave when we did that episode. Yeah. How the person came on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. And it, like, you, you, the more you pay attention to these types of cases, the more and it's you you have these oddities that show up where it is almost like somebody's coming in and muddy in the water like Steve said 100%. like somebody's doing it on purpose to either discredit a person or lead the trail down a different path or whatever it may be but there are these just oddities that show up in all these cases where you're like well that's strange why why is it doing this why are they doing this now like it doesn't so, make sense it's so fucking weird he shows all of this like like this good evidence, like here's a picture of the kids. Right. And then all of a sudden he just posts this picture of this truck. He's like, cool. haven't posted in a while, found this abandoned vehicle. Sweet. Unless like it was his psychosis, but the fact it's that possible. it's the fact that it's not fucking a real I mean it's a real picture, but it's not his picture. Makes me think that John may have John may have fucking disappeared all the way back in 2007, right? And then someone else took over and just started pace, posting the, all this sporadic, crazy shit. Especially if if you know it was true, and the, and more and more people were emailing him, like tr- constantly trying to be in touch with him. I mean, Jesus, in the in that in the conspiracy community, if the guy you're listening to is quote unquote getting on to something and then all of a sudden he goes dark. All that's gonna do is light fire under everybody else's ass and there everybody else is gonna be like, yep, this is real. This is real. Exactly. Cause he went from posting like all the fucking time. And then he took that little break when all this shit was going on with his family. And then he went back to posting heavy and then he went months and months and months without posting. And he would post one thing a month. And it'd just be these little blurbs. Like, absolutely out of character for what he had done before. Right. It's fucking weird. That I is don't. Weird. I was all in. And then they said that the photos were stock. So then I kind of went all out. But then, as I started to think, if I was the government trying to cover up shit, the best, the first and foremost things I would do would be make your whistleblower disappear, fuck his credibility. That would be the first two steps. Absolutely. Absolutely. And the even, I don't know, man, it's questionable. I hope, I want everybody to go to the page. It's indianlakeproject.blogspot.com and look through all the archived posts. The, the, even the pictures of the kids are kind of questionable. They almost look Photoshopped. Like it has a, some kind of filter on it, but I don't know how, how big these filters were 15 years ago. I don't know, man. Cause there's one of the structures. That he found, he posted a picture of a nickel he found too, which would be about the same time. Like you look through it, like that's legit. Yeah. There's legit something going on there. I was, I'm just going to like, see, cause that kind of looks fake as fuck. Kind of. Yeah. But also you don't know. Like there's a picture of Roger. There they are in the cages. Right. Um, oh, here's that picture I was telling you. 
has his face blurred out and you see the little kid oh, standing yeah, in the yeah, background. Yeah. It's it's eerie, man. I just I don't know. And like Nick Crowley states, he's like the difference in the way the photos look like if they were all locked away in this container for the same amount of time you'd think they'd have all the same amount of wear on them and water damage and shit but some of them are different than others which i mean there could be a lot of reasons why they're like that yeah, i'm not why a film not. expert <laughs> but i don't know like it's I don't know. I don't. I don't have an answer. Like a lot of the shit that we talk about, I just don't have an answer. It to is it. strange how they all have this like distressed filter look to them. Yeah. So that is that is a little of suspect, strange. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do see that. But some of them, like that, looks legit. Yeah, for, I agree absolutely. And that looks legit. So I don't, dude. I don't. There's a picture of the box. Yeah, everybody go there. It's the Indian Lake Project.blogspot.com. Read through it. Look at his videos. Also, go over to Nick Crowley's channel and check out his episode he did. He puts out a lot of great content and a lot of weird content. So, support independent creators. Unfortunately, as with most stuff that we talk about, we do not have an answer. He went quiet in 2013 and nobody's heard from him since. So, either, either it is a gigantic hoax that he put together to try to stir up interest, get people. I mean, I don't know what his end game is. Get people to look at your blog, but that's not like, so what? You know what I mean? You could have wrote about anything. You could have did a food blog and become become famous. You probably would have a lot farther. Or this, the first half of this is legit. And his psychosis sets in so much. His paranoia sets in so much that he begins to fake evidence yeah i mean i could see that too and then he just he just has to let it go he's like i can't continue this any longer or it's all fucking true john's swimming with the fishes and somebody else got on here and ran his page for a few years trying to discredit him making him look like a paranoid crazy person Who's just saving pictures off the internet and posting them all yeah, over the place? I can see it. And then those are the mention, three camps I'm in. Not to mention, I mean, there's other three other people who are missing in the same area. So see, that's that's fucked up too. And all all within the same year, <clears throat> within the same time period, right after he started posting. See, that's weird. Maybe they maybe they didn't. Maybe they just assumed everybody coming in the area was him, and yeah. they're like, you know what, everybody got to go. And especially after he said that those armed hunters were following him in in a, not a hunting season, right? Because they disappeared in two thousand six, which is right after he started posting shit online. It's very possible they might have just started snapping weird. people. It's anybody who came weird. into the area, they're like, yep, this is this might be him. We're taking him out. Yeah, so, but that's all I got. I just thought I'd want to share that with you. Uh, shout out to Brian for bringing that to my attention. Fucking weird case, bro. It was. Hell yeah, brother. It's bizarre. And any of our friends and listeners we have out in the Adirondack area around Indian Lake, if you guys have any more information on this whole fucking thing or on the missing hikers, if you know that if their remains have been found or if they'd been found, we'd love any new information there. Or if you go out and hike in the Indian Lake area, be, be careful. fucking careful. <laughs> but if you've ever been out there and seen anything, definitely shout us out and let us know because oh, yeah. it is is something that I don't like. I love 
the fact that it's such a weird conspiracy. But I hate the fact that if it is true, children were involved. Yeah. And we don't have a fucking answer. Yeah, that fucking sucks. Which, I mean, if they if they do this to citizens, it's not out of the realm at all for them to do it to children, especially no. orphans. And yeah. the fact that there is proof of an orphanage in the area at that time. It's weird. You you've got your supply on tap. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like by the conclusion of this, there's way more questions than even close to being answered. Yeah. And the fact that fucking dude went missing fucks it. It's pretty suspect. So if we go missing, know that we've stumbled down a rabbit hole we weren't supposed to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And someone take the reins. Yeah. So on that note, we're gonna wrap it up. Check us out at all our social medias: Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, hop over there, patreon.com slash Podcast. Do that thing. Donate to our monster fund at Venmo at Podcast. Just come and hang out on all our social medias. You know the deal. So until the next time we meet, stay safe, stay weird. And if you find an underground bunker out in the middle of the forest, for fuck's sake, do not post about it on the internet. Just send it to us.